I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JB. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. I'm on my laptop today. I know, you look so professional. Thank you. I thought that worked out good the other day with the 80s ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you could see, but I do not have a couch in the living room. Oh. I'm getting a couch tomorrow, so. <laughs> That's great. Annie brought in the patio furniture and had it set up as nicely as possible. <laughs> so, when's your, uh, when's your new couch come? Uh, tomorrow it's coming, and I gave the old one to uh, Joni. It wasn't really old; it was just um, it didn't hold up as much as I would have liked it for me. But the kids love it. It was filled with down, and the down just didn't work out for me. Yeah. I tell you what, we've been in this house since 2013, and I think wow. we've been through four sofas. Really? Okay, I don't feel so bad then. No, <laughs> it's ridiculous to try and, and to try and find the right one that's not going to wear out. And you know, there's a company here called Loaf, L-O-A-F. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way their stuff looks, but I have a feeling that it's not, it wouldn't hold up really well. But, you know, yeah. that's the thing, you get sucked in. We bought like two or three different kinds online and we've learned that you just have to go and you have to sit on it and you have to stretch yeah. out. You have to, you know, you have to, um, you, you gotta give it the butt test, you know? <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. We are loving the fact that we've rearranged everything so that like the TV is oh, on. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, um, you don't have to crank your head to, yep. you know, to watch it. So we can both, you know, be on that couch and watch TV. Right. We are just like so freaking thrilled with the way this room turned out. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. Like I said, you probably feel like you're in a totally different place. Like it's a it, brand new place. Uh, it's been uh, a little, a, a nice little adjustment. Like everything feels a little moodier, you know. The blue yeah. was, was super happy, which was fine. But after a while, that just gets on your nerves, you know? Like, <laughs> so bright. But yeah, this feels moody and grown up. I'm cracking up because Gemma's trying to be so quiet in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> her mom got her uh, for her birthday. Uh, this, is, this is the second time, right? Um, this box of dirt box wow. of dirt and um <laughs> you <laughs> put it in a dark place and you water it follow the instructions and all of a sudden you have organic mushrooms oh so oh, she was sick. just harvesting today's crop of mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you something they are the best mushrooms you will ever ever have it's like they're so white. There's not a spot on them. And they're, they're just, they're huge. And they taste amazing. Like you don't have to cook them. 
You could just eat them, like just munch wow. them. And I was just gonna ask you if they tasted better. Being... Oh, so much better, yeah. And then um, we she had gotten this other little tiny, tiny little tin of pea pods that you know we just kind of laughed at and never did anything with. And then we put some herbs up on the windowsill um, and uh, some plants and stuff. And she was, and I was like, maybe we should try and do the the pea pods, you know. Yeah, that and these things grew like huge. Like all of a sudden, wow. like this, <laughs> like every day I'd come down the stairs and I would look at it and I'd be like, "Oh my God, the pea pods are huge!" <laughs> so yeah, we have a harvest. We have wow. a harvest. Yeah, almost so you know, almost sustainable living <laughs> here. <laughs> Do you get new mushrooms? Like once you like, they keep coming in the little yeah. box. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And they're just amazing. It's like, it's the weirdest thing to look at because they look like little white balloons, you know, oh, pop wow. up. And like, you can see the the next ones that are going to come through and the next ones. So yeah, it's uh, quite an experiment, but um, you know. That's cool. And where do you keep them? In? You keep them inside or, or they're outside? Uh, yeah, last time, <laughs> last time we got them, we didn't have Molly. So we put them in the downstairs bathroom because it's always dark in there, you know, oh, unless you turn on the light, you know, to go in there. But so that was a great spot because it's, it was cool and dark. Um, but now there's a water dish in that shower <laughs> where, <laughs> where Molly drinks. So, and she's so nosy. Absolutely. <laughs> there was no way we could have gotten away with putting a box of mushrooms in there, not having her ravage it. So Gemma has now put them like upstairs in the guest room, but away from the windows, mm -hmm. on a really high shelf. Um, so yeah, so, so far so good. You know, they're just like- Mushrooms have their own bedroom. <laughs> mushrooms have the, uh, have the entire guest room. Oh yeah, for uh, a birthday gift, uh, Gemma also got gluten-free pot brownies. Oh, Nice. So had those on the weekend, and they were nice. They were a very relaxing little burst of a giggle here and there, but nothing like no nothing bad. Like the last time we tried to make them ourselves and <laughs> and lost three days <laughs> and puked. <laughs> this you was very these, different. You bought them. We bought. Yeah, we got we got these from from a friend, and um, and so they were really good. But I thought maybe they would help me get back into my sleep rhythm right because nothing is working so oh. i and they're they're the tiniest little pieces and you know you got to kind of experiment you just have one see how it hits you know <laughs> an hour 45 minutes see how it hits. then you can have like another half and see how that goes you know that so it's taken a while to find our rhythm so i had two brownie bites the other night and thought Okay, I did it at like 1030 because I usually go to bed around midnight. Uh-huh. And like nothing. I got in bed. It still took me two hours to fall asleep. I'm like, what <laughs> is it happening? So then I upped my game. <laughs> two, I love the brownie. <laughs> I, two brownies. And then I took two uh melanoma sleep gummies. So I'm like, two brownies. <laughs> Not melanin. What are they called? Melatonin. Melanoma. Melatonin. I was going to say that's, I don't think that's the word. It's close. It's close. Melatonin. Melatonin gummies. I'm like two brownies in, two melatonin things, and still 
taking me hours to fall asleep. And then I'm up two hours after I actually fall asleep. And then I get like three good hours. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. And I wake up like exhausted and tired and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. It takes me more. Like, I feel like everything that I'm taking, (laughs) the brownies and the gummies and all that kind of stuff and CBD, I was trying CBD, taking all this stuff. And I feel like when I wake up, I feel like I have this massive hangover, but they didn't actually do what they were supposed to do. You're not the good part. <laughs> hangover part. Yes. Oh, so in the morning, I'm like, Ugh, my coffee. <laughs> it's like I can't get started. It's I got to say, pot, it just never worked for me. It just, and I've tried it in very different ways, you know, or not very different ways, the smoking pot thing and, you know, the, the joint, the yeah. smoking pot, the joint. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the smoking pot kind. Uh, and uh, the kind you smoke and the kind, and the brownie and the gummy and like nothing. Like I want it to work, you know, I want no. to find something like, I just, but it doesn't, it's just, I'm immune to it. And you're always, and you're always at that point where you're like, I feel like if I have one more, Right. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that will do was eventually put me to sleep, but like yeah. it, that was the hope. So I was like, I'm, you know, it's just, I think, you know, it's just a very, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm immune because I've had so much throughout my entire life. Needed <laughs> <laughs> higher dose or something. Yeah. So that was a bust, but they're really good. They're super fudgy and they're great. Like, they taste amazing. They taste, mm. amazing. but I think, you know, I think if we really want to get whacked, we probably got to go like three each. Yeah, at least. <laughs> and just at settle least. in for it, you know, like just. <laughs> and just wait. For it. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want it. Like, I was like, I think we should do three of them and then watch the last couple Ted Lassos, <laughs> you know, like watch something funny, you know, <laughs> That, that is, is right now my favorite show. Oh, okay. Just so good. It's so, uh, so good. I'm so sad it's, it's over now. Like, well, this is the last season. So these last episodes are the, you know, the last of it. And it's just like, oh man. I hate that. I'm going through that with a million little things, which is on, I think it's NBC or ABC. I think it's ABC. ABC yeah. Uh, it's been on for like, I think this would be the fourth season and maybe it's five. Anyway. It's been on since before COVID. So it was 2018. Yeah. So 19. Then they kind of took a break and then it came back. Maybe it's the fifth or maybe it's season six now. Anyway, there's one episode left and it's next week. And I'm so sad. I'm like, I, I look forward to Wednesday nights because that's like my thing. Oh, I'm yeah. a reason to live tonight. That's <laughs> uh, so many uh, shows that I watch. And you know, I feel awful saying it, you know, because like, and, and Gemma is so supportive of any kind of LGBTQ project, mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. show, anything that has a gay character in it. Like she's just down for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I watch stuff like NCIS and SEAL Team <laughs> and like nothing. There's never any gay stuff in anything that I watch. Yeah. You just got tickets for Sophie B. Hawkins. Yes. because I saw she was coming, but I, I, you told me that you got tickets and I was like, oh my God, it just like rang a bell because I think we had her on the lesbian lounge before. Did and you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that before she she came out or was she out in the 90s? 
I don't remember because I don't remember. 2000. Or was it in the 2000s? 2009, maybe? Yeah. And I think I don't, you know, I don't know that we talked a lot about that. I think it was all about whatever she was putting out a record or something, you know? When was her, um, like, her big hit time? Was that in the 90s or that was in the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. 90s. Go, go. Um, yeah, just got, and Melissa, of course, got tickets to see Melissa Etheridge in May. And, uh, yeah, this, and Madonna, I've never seen Madonna in concert. And oh, she's- Oh, I saw Madonna at the Orange Bowl a long time ago. Oh, my friends just, uh, texted last night and said, you want to go see Madonna? She's in Miami. I'm not crazy about going into Miami, but we're going in a group. So you kind of make, make a fun what, time. Uh, what venue at, at the, uh, basketball arena? You know, I don't know. They're getting the tickets and they just said, you want to see Madonna? And it's gotta be, it's gotta be at the heat, so, you know, right? I would think that's the biggest uh, venue there. Probably. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, probably there. I would venture to say probably there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've got a few concerts and Judy and I are playing at Finnegan's next Friday. A oh, week. Fun. Judy's back. Yeah, Judy's back. Well, she'll be back in town on, on Sunday. So we'll have a week to like, maybe put a little new show together, some new songs. Cute. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's a, yeah, there's like a lot going on. Yeah, a lot can going you, on. Can you share with me uh, how the kitten is? Oh, the kitten oh. didn't. You know, I think, although the good news is that there were two kittens that the mama had. I, I don't know if she had more than two, but there were two that were left at, on the Pallet King property. And so Thad took the other one. He found the other one like a couple of days after the first one died. Yeah. And they really tried with, with that kitten. But I think he thinks the mama left the kitten behind because the kitten was not healthy. You know how they instinctively know? Yeah, and, then, yeah. and so because he found it, he they were trying to nurse it back to health, but it never really, it the eyes eventually opened. Her eyes, it was a little girl, a little female. Her eyes did eventually open, but she never was like a playful, like a kitten. She just ate and kind of slept and didn't really move uh. much. So she pa- just passed away just while they were holding her. So mm. at least they tried to show her some love and yeah. Safety. But um, but the mama comes around still. So we're trying to feed her, like to get her. I don't know if it's possible to get her, make her an office cat because I think she's probably feral. Yeah. I, I don't think you can easily do that, right? Like they're a little hard no, to. Oh yeah, usually. You, you know, try to do an indoor outdoor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you, you leave her out at night, you know, and have, you know, have the door open during the day and let her come in and eat and stuff like right, that. Right. Probably I mean, I feel badly because he took the baby and I know she came back for it the next day. And so yeah. you feel bad, like, but he's like, what kind of a life could the kitten have in this neighborhood? You know, that's Pompano in yeah. a warehouse area. Real, so. Yeah. Kitten, it's a much better life for the for the other kitten. That kitten's healthy. That kitten's doing great. Oh, that's uh, good. But uh, yeah, but I don't know about. I feel bad that the mama, you know, probably came back and didn't find her baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're trying to be help her. She's like a baby herself. Right. When I lived at the condo, there was an outdoor cat that was coming around and 
and she was so friendly. She used to like wind between my leg, you know, like in and out, figure eight. So I started buying like cheap cat food or whatever and putting it out there. And of course, everybody was mad because then like three more started coming around. But but that one was pregnant and she was like you said, like so young, you know, Mm -hmm. like she was a baby herself. Yeah, yeah. So, like I felt like she needed the food, you know. Oh, like I would, yeah. I would. And one day I was sitting out there, and I think I was talking on the phone, and I was sitting outside, and um, and she was sitting like between my feet, and I was talking on the phone. And I was mindlessly like petting her, and you know how cats are when they hit a certain point and they're done. Yes, yes. Around and she snapped and she bit my hand, and I was like, "Holy crap, Uh-oh. that hurt." Like I could, like I felt it. It was like right between, oh my God. like it and was that's right a, there. Feral cat, and you don't yep. know. So now I'm like, oh my God! And I go inside, and I'm like peroxide and hot water and soap and washing it and making like watching it. And as I'm watching it, it's getting bigger and bigger. Oh and bigger. no! Oh no! But this was like around dinner time. So by like ten o'clock at night, it was like someone had put a tennis ball. Okay. No, it was like that big and I'm like oh my god I gotta go to the hospital so I uh, I stopped by my aunt's condo right and this is probably what year was this man I want to say like maybe maybe 2007 2008 because oh, yeah. um, I was just kind of like ending things with Rena uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and um so I was kind of like you know on my own and I um so I stopped by my aunt's condo and I said hey I gotta go to the emergency room I got bit by that cat and she was like oh Denise I'll come with you and I'm like no no you don't have to She's uh-huh. like 80, you know then she was probably like well yeah like probably close to 80 then oh wow you don't have to come with me you know she was like no 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 I'll drive and I'm like hey so uh uh-huh. getting her 1978 red cavalier (laughs) (laughs) in 2007 yes so we we drive to uh coral springs hospital and um and you know you i walk in i'm not panicked at all you know i walk in and i sign in and they're like oh you have to go see the triage nurse and i'm like okay so I go see the triage nurse and she's like, what are you here for? And I'm like, I got bit by um, a cat that I've, you know, outside my condo. Was it your cat? No. Do you know uh-huh. the other cat? No. All of a sudden it was like bells and whistles went off. She starts grabbing manually. Uh, yeah. And she was like, okay, well, um, you're going to have to go, you know, um, have a seat. We'll be right with you. So yeah. And uh, they call me in and they're like, I hate to inform you this, but we have to give you rabies shots. And I'm like, uh, really? <laughs> oh, no. Do they still do them in the stomach? No. Like, That's where they do them. Oh, God. Right in the wound. No. So oh, big. I had to get in one 10 minute period, 13 shots. No. How was that like excruciating? Like how bad was it? I think I was in shock, you know, but the best part was like the, the nurse comes in and she's like, I, you know, I regret to inform you that we have to do a series of rabies shots. Oh my God. We're going to do uh, like, you know, 10 of them tonight. Yeah. And uh, you're, 
diabetes is out of control. So you'll need an insulin shot and you'll need a tetanus shot. Right. So, so Antoine goes, okay. Okay. You know what we're dealing with. I'm oh, right wow. here. I'm not going to leave you. And now Aww. it's like one o'clock in the morning now, right? And I'm she like, went you, with can, you. you can go home. You don't have yeah. to, you know, she's like, no, no, no. I'm right here. I'm not going to leave. Well, the nurse comes in and there, she's got all like 13 syringes lined up on a tray. And Aunt Joanne looked at the tray and she went, oh, Denise, I'll be outside. I can't watch. <laughs> she's me. She left me high and dry. Left me high and dry. Suddenly you were like, Auntie, stay, stay. And, nope. And uh, she kept, she, uh, she kept saying, we should probably call your mother. And I was like, don't bother my mom at like, you know, now it's two o'clock in the morning. I've had my shots. And they say, we have to admit you and put you on an IV antibiotic drip. Yeah, that's a serious thing. I right? was going to say when you first mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh my God, like I thought I was just going to get some pills and go home. You know? but you're a good Samaritan, try to help the cat. Right? <laughs> so wait, it gets worse. So now I'm in the hospital that I'm waiting to get admitted. Antoine calls my mother. It's like 2.30 in the morning. And like, mind you, I'd been talking like for a month about how much I love this little black kitty. We called her Oprah. Oh, so cute, Aww. right? I get it. Yeah, chocolate color, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, Auntie Wayne's on the phone with my mother, and she goes, "Here, she wants to talk to you." She hands me the phone. I'm like, "Mom, I gotta be admitted." Oh. everything. And what does my mother say? Denise, do you still love that little kitty? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> no, God. So anyway, I'm in the hospital for two days on an antibiotic drip. And the doctor tells me the next morning, if you have um, somebody that can maybe trap the cat and find out if it has rabies, oh. if it doesn't have rabies. We don't have to do the next series of shots. And I'm like, oh, no. series? Series. He's like, we have to do 21 within Jeez. like a, a 48 hour period. And I'm like, oh my God. So I called Donna. And I call yeah. Rob, my friend Rob. Yeah. And I'm like, go trap that fucking cat and find out, take it to a vet. That's a fucking cat. Yeah, yeah. that's a fucking cat. So Donna sends me a picture of Rob and he's got, <laughs> they're in front of my condo. He's got, no, I'm not even joking. Swimming goggles, oven mitts <laughs> on his hands, salad tongs, and a pet carrier. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? She's like, she's giving me like a play-by-play -play on the phone. She's like, well, the cat's in the hedges and it doesn't want to come out. And he's very nervous since it bit you. And so he's got the pet carrier and he's trying to coax it into the carrier. And I'm like, go get a can of tuna, put it in the pet carrier and walk away. Okay. Yeah. So, you're just like simple, right? Let's yeah. just so Simple. that's what they do, and they get the cat, and they take it to oh, the vet, and the cat gets it. tested, and she does not have rabies, so I don't have to get the rest of the show. Oh, wow. And I get released on day three, and I'm home working. So about four days into my, like, I had to be off of work for, like, two weeks because my hand was, like, start, slowly starting to come down. Oh especially after having IVs and everything. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, after about a week, I said to Donna, do you know where the vet that you took the cat to? 
And she was like, oh yeah, I have this card. And I said, let's call and see if maybe if she gave birth, I would like one of her kittens. Aw. So we called the vet and the vet said, oh, I'm sorry to tell you all the kittens died because this cat wasn't old enough to be pregnant. She didn't have any instincts and she couldn't clean them out of their ambionic sacs, whatever. So they died. And I was like, oh my God, what about the cat? Can I come and get the cat? And they're like, no, she died too. After giving birth, everybody died but me. (laughs) Is that the most awful story? Oh my God. Well, the happy ending was you made it. No so, happy ending except for the fact that I got two weeks off of work. Wow. wow. And you made it through, but wow. Now I'm extremely cool. nervous about like petting any kind of outdoor. Oh, animals. I don't blame you. I, I, I hate it. It's <laughs> funny. Hey, did you see uh, Sex in the City is coming back with the I next I saw season. the trailer. I saw the trailer too. I'm excited. We should mention that I think, uh, is it next week? Next week, we have a musician, um, they are called Patterson, mm-hmm. I believe from Wales, I'm not quite sure, uh, mm-hmm. but does country, country oh. music, yeah. Oh, uh, that'll be fun. And then, then we have Nick Austin will be back, our queer news yeah. guy, and back. he's got a list of gay films that he's oh, either, awesome. or that he, yeah, so he's going to talk about those. And I mean, we just have like a really good May, right? Yeah. We've got Rakefit Abergel, who I don't know if anybody knows, but she is a filmmaker um, and she makes uh, short horror films. Oh. It's a very niche little pocket. I was going to say, that's a... <laughs> But she just reached her crowdfunding goal. So they're on their way. She's got a new one that they're working on called Still. And I believe that this kind of uh, emerged from a, she was in a really dark place because she had a miscarriage. Uh Um, And like, I guess something just spurred her on to write this this, um, thing. So maybe maybe it was cathartic in a way, but we will be talking to her. And then- We've got Michelle Clooney Yay! from Queers Folk. Um, I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm excited. Mel. Melanie Marcus. Melanie Marcus. <laughs> I was like, trying to think of her last name. Yeah, Melanie and Marcus. She, um, so she lives in LA. She's raising her son that she had with the director, Brian Singer. Um. And his name, uh, the little boy's name is Dashiell, and he is just amazing, this kid. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> He's just, like, the coolest kid. He takes karate. He knows about, like, you know, planets and uh, politics. And, I mean, she is raising such a little gentleman, and he's going to be culturally appropriated. You know, like, he's he, yeah, yeah. You know, he's so politically correct. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, we'll have a, a little chat with, with her. So, yeah, we've got a really good May, and then June is Pride Month. Yep, and Tyler's coming back at some point with another drink for us. Tyler's <laughs> back, hotel. long time, long time, Tyler. Yeah, yeah we did. We got away from the drinks, which is fine, but yeah. it was good to have him back because he's so adorable, and he just knows his shit, and yes, there's not and many he's... people that know mixology the way Tyler does. 
Well, he's pretty much full-time mixology now. Good. It's like his thing now. So he's- You tell that was his passion, you know? It's his passion. I, I, res I really respect that. You know, he's did the engineer thing and now he wants to be following his passion, which not too many people have the courage to do. Yeah. You know, doing really well in what you went to college, you know, what you went to university for. So yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's just because like, there's no end in sight to something like that. Do you know yes. Like it started yeah. where we used to light a shot on fire, you know, right. <laughs> and exactly. now ones with like smoke and cotton candy and all kinds of like things made into ice. And, you know, <laughs> it's like drinks that drip. There was one that I saw that had like a poof of cotton candy. Oh, something in the drink would kind of like melt the cotton candy so that it would drip into the drink. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, where we're at with drinks. It's like, oh my God, they're wow. literally works of art now, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, fresh produce, you, you go through the, you know, you walk down oh, the streets, yeah. yeah. downtown Savannah, and like they have these little like cool little bars, like, like boutique type bars and they'll yeah. say, fresh produce, which is not something you normally would think of in a bar, but right. they make these really cool, like they'll, um, what do they call it? They'll pump, pummel or pump it, plum it, the, you know, when they smash Muddle. it. Muddle. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the fruits and stuff. And then put that like that mash yeah. in the drink and stuff. So yeah. It's pretty, um, it's really cool. Yeah. Did you uh, watch the Carol Burnett special that was on? Was it last no. night? Oh no, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was like the, it was the the most watched thing on television last night. I wow, think. I gotta look for it. I love. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Carol Burnett was one of my favorites. I saw something on Instagram. Now I know why. Now I know what it was. I saw like a reel or a little clip of that. Yeah, and, and she looks great, Carol Burnett. Yeah. she looks amazing. She really does. I didn't know what it was. I thought that was a random thing with her. So now it was it was that show. It was part yeah, of that. Show. That had to have been it. Yeah, and you yeah. know who I, I also follow on Instagram? Jacqueline Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, she still she looks good. Looks amazing. amazing right? Michelle like, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about just growing old gracefully and not getting fillers and plumpers and Yes, you know, all that kind of stuff, and they still like look so good. And I, I, you know, followed Jacqueline Smith, and she had posted some pictures that her son just had a baby. Oh, and um, she posted pictures of the newborn, and I was like, oh my god, how precious! And Aww. she liked it. She hearted she it. Did oh my god! <laughs> Tell that to the eighties ladies, eighties TV yes. ladies. Donna Mills too. Speaking of the eighties, yeah, she, she looks, looks good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing to me. But we should talk about that. We were guests on uh, the '80s TV Ladies uh, podcast the other night, and we that was like we. I hope they edit the shit out of that because we talked for two hours. Oh God, yes, I oh thought this was God. And that's why I asked her if it is it visual or audio. I don't know if you saw that because it was in an email. Mm -hmm. I sent them an email thanking them for having us on the show, and I think they. When she replied, you were part of the reply, right? I think you might have seen that. So yeah. that I just said, by the way, is it audio? Because they're audio, strictly audio, except for their Patreon uh, yeah. interviews. 
Right. So um, I, I was glad though, because I wasn't having a great hair day. So when she said that it's, it's most, it's audio, even on the YouTube, it's audio. Yes. I was like, yes, yeah. I was happy it was audio. I know they have a lot of bells and whistles. Like they're very professional. Yes. So, totally. like, we're so casual compared to them. Like they're very like highbrow, you know, they've got producers, they've got editors, yeah. they've got all this professional equipment, they <laughs> speak like this, they are very, yeah, they have good, yes, very good yeah. speaking voices, right, and they seasons, like they do seasons and episodes yeah. and all that, and they, you know, they're uh, uh, very um, formatted, you know, like, which is interesting. Um, yes. So I yeah, we, we must have just blown them away, like the way we are. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it was we were just like blah, 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 nine different avenues yeah, going at all times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like two questions and we spoke for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but that well, was fun. That, that was fun to have that fun, but it was also fun to be on theirs. It was. That was the first time we we guested on someone else's together. Yeah. And this week I um did a Google meetup, which I've never done before because we're such Zoom girls. I did a, a Google meetup with a woman from Novel Podcast, which is a British uh, podcast platform over here. And they have different types of podcasts. They have scripted. They have one is so funny. It's called Lasties. And it's about that time from when you're in the pub and they do last call. Oh, okay. Then you have 15 minutes to drink your drink and get out. So <laughs> it's about that that 15 minute. Period. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. I love yeah. that. So that was, I listened to one of those and that was, that was pretty funny, but they also have like editorial ones. Um, they have um, just like a real eclectic mix of, of podcasts on there. And so this, this, uh, yeah, I guess like a assistant producer reached out to me and said that they had picked up on that CNN article oh. and they wanted to do a story. So now by this time, Gemma's like, eh, done, <laughs> like, <laughs> not doing it. So I email her back and I'm like, look, wow. you can all my time, but I'm afraid that Gemma's busy with work and she's got a work trip planned and she's not going to be available. So if you want to talk to me and use some of her quotes from the CNN article, that's great, but she's not going to be available. And they were like, no problem, no problem. So I had um, a Google meetup with this producer and she was asking a lot of questions about the early days of podcasting and oh, what wow. that was like. And, and because nobody really knew what it was. Right. They called it the internet radio, I think, in the beginning, right? It was internet radio. It was like talk radio. It was, yeah. yeah. And we streamed live. Right. But I don't think that we ever really grasped that we were going out to the world. Right, right. Like it always felt like it was broadcasting in your backyard. Right, right. Yet nobody in South Florida really listened. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, I, <laughs> I know, no, I shouldn't say that. Like people were getting it. And, we, and when we started getting, oh, yeah, yeah. we started getting emails from different places around the world, it was like really mind blowing. Yeah. You know, yeah. People and, and so, you know, she was 
asking if like what the purpose of the podcast was versus in reality what was happening like was it all coming together and then the Gemma thing was a bonus you know and I was like yeah yeah you know kind of you know and then we were talking a lot about that so by the end of the thing she goes you know what I'm gonna pitch to my producer that we make this all about <laughs> all about you know being one of the first lesbian podcasts you know to to, to live stream you know right. to become a podcast and to to garner to have like so much success in 10 years and I was like yeah yeah let's do that <laughs> so oh, it's pitched so I, the topic switched then yeah so it won't so much be about you know a love story that happened through a podcast <laughs> um, story yeah. <laughs> I know I know but uh we'll let CNN have that <laughs> That was that was pretty cool. Like that was CNN travel, and I don't really pay attention to that on television. But on Twitter, I follow it. I follow CNN travel. But I noticed because I'm so numb. I think because I have the news on in the morning when mm-hmm. I get up, and then I start doing things, and I just leave it on, and I'm not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. So I want to watch something, then I turn it off and put on what I want to watch. <laughs> but I realized that all their commercials are CNN travel. Oh, like they'll wow. do like, you know, they'll show the Maldives or they'll show Switzerland or there's like 30 seconds of calm and it's sponsored yeah, by yeah. CNN travel. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I did. That's what I signed up for. Like I <laughs> didn't put the two things together. But yeah, it's been a it's it's been a busy Oh yeah, especially traveling and everything before that, and then you came back and you had all. We had fun though when I we had fun at Pride. Oh yeah, Pride was great. Pride yeah, was, it was fun. It seems like forever ago, but it it wasn't. It was just the end of March. <laughs> yeah, it was about a month ago. Yeah, it was. Um, I will say when I was there, the weather was freaking perfect. Until, oh, I was going to say, the weather was good, yeah. The weather was good until the day that I had to be outside all day at Pride, and it was <laughs> 90. <laughs> got a little sunburn, got a little sunburn. <laughs> but no, it was really great to put, you know, we've had so many people on, and this this happened, like, um, when we when I did the Lesbian Lounge, and we went on the Sweet Cruise. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. When you meet all of a sudden, you're meeting the people that you only just talked to, like on the on the computer yeah. or on the phone. So that's what it felt like, um, you know, being at Pride, meeting the G girls. Oh at, yeah, uh, and you know, in person after having them all on the show, meeting uh, uh, cool. Debbie from Same Apparel. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. And her whole family. That was a bonus. That was sweet. Her daughters <laughs> are adorable. Um, yeah, that w- it was just a fun day of passing out bracelets, passing out your CDs, getting to hang out with Danny, oh, getting to yeah. see Joni briefly for like 30 right. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was great. It was a really good day. Yeah, so. the drag queens were phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I missed some of them because I was getting ready for my set, but. Yeah, I know. You've got to follow a tough act, man. When you have to follow a Taylor Dane drag queen, oh my God. Oh, that's a tough act. And when you have to share the dressing room with them, it's a tough act too. <laughs> but you did so good. You killed it. Like everybody was listening. Thank you know, you. it didn't, it didn't feel like, like the seats were empty and, and it felt like not only were the seats filled, 
but all the vendors, like when you looked out, like everybody was looking at that stage and they were oh, singing wow. with you or, you know, like I, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, saying that and noticing. I don't always notice that stuff because like you're in your zone doing your oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. It was fun. We really got some great feedback and we put, I put a lot of thought into the song selection and the guys, you know, we, I should say we did, but at the end, I made some changes because I knew um, what the crowd was going like, and they don't really know the crowd. Oh, yeah, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> so I made some changes that really worked out well, and people liked the music selection. So I was really happy about that. Because so you played your disco song. Well, and you played the dance track, didn't you? Version. Yes. And if I didn't have a keyboard player, I wouldn't have been as good. So I was so happy. I got Eddie for that gig. And once I knew I had keys, I knew I could do the dance version of that song. That I was, was great. Yeah, right? that was such a surprise. Yeah, I haven't played that. I never played that version live ever. That was the first time I ever played the live version of the well, disco. If there is ever a place to debut a dance song, it is That's at Prime. <laughs> so that was fun. That was really fun. And then yeah. Yeah, it was like a great day. And then we got to go out to dinner with the G girls um, that week. Um, and lay some, lay some groundwork down for some, um, some events and, and yeah. collaborations and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was fun. And, you know, of course, anytime I get to spend at home, you know, with my oh. family oh, yeah. is a bonus. So yeah. it was yeah. seafood. It was, uh, it was, this was a seafood vacation. So, ah. <laughs> I know you're you're not a big fan. Um but <laughs> Hazel and I uh decided that we were gonna have seafood every place we went. <laughs> not hard to do down here. I know. So, <laughs> but I had me of all people who try so much to be politically correct, I had <laughs> a little bit of a I don't know, like a moment. Like I guess maybe I was not correct in this thing, but I I'll, I'll tell you what happened and you could look, I mean, I didn't mean anything bad by it, but. Um, uh, I feel a cringe <laughs> moment coming. Hearing this, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's um, a couple on Instagram. I'm not gonna say names or anything, but okay, there's a couple. They started out as two women, a lesbian couple, and they won like, um, they got some title of the most interesting or popular lesbian couple on TikTok, I think it was when they got engaged. So they're two nice looking women, makeup, hair, what you know, everything nice, uh, nicely, very fashionable, nicely dressed always. So, um, so then like two years into their marriage, I think it was two or three years, one of the women decides she's transgender, wants to be transitioned to a man. Okay. So she does this. So she does the top surgery and looks great. She was a personal trainer um, the whole time. So when she transitioned and she started taking testosterone, she really built up her upper body. So like she looks really good, has a beard, very neatly, you know, uh, like a, a very good looking man. And because they have this sense of fashion, he is now uh, a fashion model for men. And so um, they look like uh, a straight couple because they 
the wife is very fashionable also in the in a female sense so um they talk well, she's about super feminine she's and super now feminine. he's presenting as a masculine male but i always wondered did he do the bottom surgery because he never talked about that right so but he talks about everything his body odor how it changed when he started taking testosterone like a lot of personal things there's a whole story section on the top surgery so i didn't know right so he writes this one post about how happy he is being a trans man like this is happiness what happiness looks like and so i write did you have the bottom surgery not knowing that was kind of intrusive to ask that question. I didn't know that. Is that, I mean, because he was so open. Bad, <laughs> I guess. But so he didn't say anything. And then just two people wrote, man, dude, you're really rude asking that question. Oh, no. And I was like, look, I am a lesbian woman myself. I am an advocate for every part of the LGBT. Letter of our community, right? I would never want to be disrespectful or offensive. I did not mean to cross a line at all. I just thought because there was this whole section about the top surgery and he's very open about everything else about what happened when he took testosterone, I thought that that was, oh, maybe it was okay to ask that question, but I never meant to be offensive. So I apologize if that's how that came off. And then they loved me. They liked the thing. I got yeah. the heart and everything. And then he wrote to me and said, I understand you didn't have any, any malicious reason for asking that, even though I'm open about those other things. Um, I don't want to share everything. And so, um, but no hard feelings. Anyway, it all worked out good. And we are now friends. And now, and you, and now you've learned a valuable lesson. I learned a valuable lesson because I sincerely apologize. It's a tough topic. You know, it's a, well, yeah, it's a tough approach. Like, you know, it's funny. I um, had a roommate uh, that moved in as um, a lesbian and moved out as a trans man. So I was oh. kind of, oh privy to the whole process, you know, yes. yeah. the, the journey, if you will. Um, and it was, you know, quite a journey and it, and it was two, three years. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when I think back now, I, I have, I have no memory of that person's former life. Wow. Like I only yeah. know them, you know, I, I feel like that part, you know what I mean? Like, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, once they, once they, yeah, yeah. even this person, like, like, never look, never looking back, and I, I can't remember what it was like before. I think that probably I could see where that would happen because when there's so, um, a lot of women transitioning into men now look really good. Yeah, you know, on one of my reality shows, there's a couple like that with a man. Yeah, woman, I follow, like, I follow quite a few on Instagram. I do. And, uh, yeah, it is. It really is. Um, you know, it's just, like I said, it's, it's kind of like one of those lessons we learned from watching, um, work in progress, right. Yes, yes. You know, like I probably, you know, learned more from that show I, that is, or as, at least as much as I did in, in real life, you know, but learned yeah. just as much, you know, uh, from that show. So, that is so true. When, we, when we talk about like a lack of 
queer representation, um, you know, and there's a way of, uh, you know, watching something and getting something from it, you know, like yes. literally learning something as opposed to just having things shoved at you, you know? Exactly. So yeah. yeah, I think the subtlety of, uh, of work in progress helps you absorb and understand and learn and process, you know? But yeah. like yeah. when we talked about the, the new Queer as Folk, how it only had one season, I felt like because they were forcing every single thing yeah, down right. their throats and, you know, maybe it was just too much crammed in. Yeah. There were like maybe a few too many characters, you know? <laughs> a little all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think that's the difference between a, a quality program and something that gets greenlit and thrown up really quick. Exactly. Exactly. For diversity check marks. I always say for diverse right. for the diversity check marks. Exactly. And that you know, I learned my lesson with this because there's a line, I guess, when it comes to that, because they someone even said, um, may I can I ask you if you did anything to your face with plastic surgery to look more masculine? And he said he had fillers put in his face to look but so I'm thinking I think that was such a bad thing to ask, but there's a line and now I know it. So, you know, but I think you have to, you know, you learn as long as you're respectful when you ask a question of someone yeah. who's open and honest and wants to share their journey. Yeah. I think people are okay with it. You know, if you just, you know, if you do ask the wrong question. I know. I feel like maybe in June we should, we should spotlight some of our trans friends, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, do that. They're yeah. having a really hard time right now. Did you see what happened in Montana? No. What happened in Montana? Uh, there is a trans woman um, in there, you know, because uh, I, I, I never know the levels of legislature, but in their local government. And um, so she made a speech about how they're trying to stop um, trans health care in Montana. And uh -huh. She said, you know, if this goes through, every one of you will have blood on your hands because people will die. Yeah. You know? Wow. And, um, and none of them liked it. And they kicked her out and they censored her. And now she's not allowed back in for session. Oh. The rest of the set for the rest of the term, she's not allowed back in the session. Oh my God. Yeah. No, she can vote, but she can't be there on the floor and she can't speak on behalf and you know, God. debate or anything. How, How can you do that? Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Oh, like, wow. not only their rights are under fire, their lives are under fire. You know, they're just having a go. Like, I, I feel like the the GOP and Republicans are there. They've targeted them. They're having a go at them, and it's all like, let's make a big deal out of this so that you don't realize that we're still right. not doing anything about guns. We're right. still not exactly. doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like they don't. They don't want the important things like guns and the economy and um, you know, the debt ceiling and all that kind of shit that they're screwing with to be front and center because, you know, we're going to be rolling into an election year pretty soon. Right, so right. They're all about the distraction of the shiny thing. I can't believe how fast time flies. There's yeah. another election coming up. Oh yeah, my God. I feel like it's going to be a repeat showdown because yeah. I, I don't see any good... I don't see any worthy Democrats stepping up to run. And I feel like it's just going to fall on Biden's shoulders. And 
me personally, I feel like he's a little bit too old now to be going through this. But I don't see any of the whippersnappers stepping up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the ones that 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 did run, um, you know, back then in the last election, like Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, and the ones that I did like, I feel like they got so they 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 dropped out, you know. And I don't feel like they're ready to do that again. Like I don't yeah. feel like they're ready to do it again. It was a bit of a burn. Yeah. So much momentum. And then it was just like, boom, boom, boom. They all just fell off, you know? Yeah. Right. I know who could step up, you know, that, that, that can, they can do it. So it's going to be ugly again. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And you're, I mean, I can't even, I uh, pride canceled the, uh, the pride parade canceled and um, compass canceled theirs. Pride Equality canceled theirs, and they canceled their Twitter. I mean, it's just a mess in Florida right now. It's an absolute. Mess. I can't even believe this day and age that that's what they're. What it, it's a problem. It's a focus. I can't even believe that. How far backwards are we going to yes. go? That's in Florida. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like Gemma was just saying, if they don't, if they don't do something about the governor in Florida. Our tri- my trips are going to be limited. She's like, I know you have to go. She's like, but I don't feel safe. I don't yeah. feel safe, you know? And I'm like, hey, I'm just sitting in my mother's home. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But no, yeah. I get it. I think, I, especially if you're not from there or you're not from America, what the way other people look at America is like, like a meltdown, like it's having a meltdown yeah in, in like the wild west yeah you know it's and they just they happen. see it as um unfixable i think was the term i heard wow and i was like that's sad like they're talking about my country like, that's <laughs> yeah sad. yeah that is sad yeah yeah it's sad it is yeah we have to yeah we have to do so we i, I feel like maybe june we can we can rustle up some of our trans friends and have Let's them do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll invite my new buddy that I, <laughs> it would be amazing. Intentionally. And in, yeah, I was thinking about it, honestly, to say, by the way, yeah. Would, <clears throat> and I'm going to uh, speak with this comedian that we go see on sa- Saturday. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that she's older. I love, I love that too probably at least 70 and it's funny because she's so funny she talks about getting old and you know what it's like when you know you wake up and everything hurts and whatever like she's just yeah, got a funny yeah. show yeah that should be great yeah yeah oh i'll be looking forward to that that's a good start <laughs> i got the vip so i could go talk to her <laughs> i love that no shame no shame in your game <laughs> perfect all right, well, you know what? This has been a good little catch-up. I feel like we needed it. We've covered a lot of ground, and we've yes. got a lot more uh, coming up. So yay yes. us. <laughs> yes. I'm I will see you next week. Yeah, I remember, we've got uh, two in a row, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yes, and I'll talk hey. to you Yeah. All right. Okay. okay, good seeing you. Good luck with the with the sofa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, yeah. Okay, bye. Why do you always run? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. The love you once knew.